There are a lot of people who work to make Welcome to Night Vale possible. Beyond Jeffrey, Cecil, and I, there are guest writers who we endeavor to pay at above market rates. Guest voices, uh, Disparition, who composes all of the music and does the sound design and editing. We have the artists who design our merch and the, the company that manages and ships the merch. We have Jessica Hayworth, who makes original art for every single episode. We have Joella, who manages all the business side of things, and Meg, who runs the touring side of things, and all the people who do the behind-the-scenes stuff on tours. For every person you see working on Night Vale, there's like three to five more you don't see. And and how we keep all those people paid and paying their bills is our Patreon. Without our Patreon, and I, I mean this, there is no show. We have all sorts of fun bonuses for patrons, like Patreon-only episodes, director's notes on every episode, Zoom hangouts with the Night Vale crew, and, and a lot of other stuff. But at its heart, you are helping keep this show alive. Please consider doing that if you are financially able. Welcome to nightvale.com. Click on Patreon. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate. Then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. I know many of you have a few things you'd like to say. So let me start things off. Welcome to Night Vale. Hi, folks. Leonard Burton here, host of Night Vale Community Radio. Or I was once. I'm not anymore. Anyway, I appeared suddenly at this microphone holding a champagne flute, so I suppose I must be giving a toast. Congratulations. Bon voyage. I'm excited about the new baby, the brand new career, the graduation, your 100th birthday, whatever is being celebrated, whatever time is being marked. Well done. You've done it. Or are about to. <laughs> what is this party anyway? Cecil, is that you? Why, you don't look a day older than when you first started working for me. You know what's delicious? Mice. I found out recently I'm allergic, though, so if you've been noticing more mice in your house, it's because I get a rash whenever I eat them. Sorry. Everyone's staring at me now. Oh, and Teddy Williams just fainted. Acting like he's never seen an old woman without a face holding a glass of Merlot and a microphone. Whom do you think refolds all of your dollar bills into origami spiders and staples them to your ceiling while you sleep, Teddy? Whom? This is good wine. 
What? Don't look shocked. Can't an old woman without a face take a drink of wine without public judgment? Just because I don't have a mouth. Oh, I've spilled it all down my dress. Never mind, that's just blood. What was I saying? Oh, sorry about the mice infestations everywhere. Maybe if it's such a bother for you, you could eat them yourselves. Like I said, they're delicious. Not super flavorful. It's more about the texture, I guess. Anyway, your future will be filled with love and joy. I can say that much. I don't mean it, but I can say it. Wow, that's really good. Cheers! I, uh, I'm Diane Creighton. I'm very sorry to cut this short. I have to go. Josh has a dance recital tonight. He grew several extra legs just for this recital. He would be so disappointed. This is great. It's great. I'm sorry, Josh is getting impatient. I know because he always grows horns when he's impatient. Cheers, everyone! Hi, folks. I'm uh, John Peters. You know, the farmer. Oh, yes, John, we always know. You're a farmer. We get it. Oh, okay, Sheriff. I'm happy to be here. Happy to be anywhere. As a farmer, I have to think a lot about statistics. For instance, statistically, the world is unlikely to have happened. And so, as a pragmatic fellow, I have to assume that it didn't, and that what I'm experiencing is a manifestation of my own denial about the ghastly nothing that surrounds me. Now, to sum up, congratulations. Great party I'm imagining here. Hi, I'm Deb, a sentient patch of haze, and I'm here to give a toast on behalf of Ritz Crackers. You know how you humans have hands because you're mentally weak and unable to lift objects with your mind? And you know how you might accidentally jam your hand against something? And a finger might bend painfully back, back so far that the bone snaps? A gunshot within your own body? Pain. (laughs) Unbelievable pain. But before the agony, first comes the simple, clean snap. Separation. Pop. Ritz crackers. When you think Ritz, Think about breaking your finger. Also, congratulations. This seems like a pitifully mortal affair. Hello, Night Vale. If you are seeing this, then there must be uh, some sort of party going on that I am not at. I prepared this video from prison in case there might be a future party that I can't get to. Or that I wasn't invited to, because I don't think anyone truly likes it. Enough self-pity! We find meaning within ourselves without waiting for meaning to be assigned to us. And if anyone doesn't like it, we burn them alive! Right, right. And also, congratulations to uh, whoever this party we're not at is for. For whatever reason you're having a party, good job on that. I'm uh, glad it happened. I can't state an emotional response to an event that is still unknown to me, but there is a high probability that I would be happy about this party. Yes, except if you're hearing this, then I am not at the party, which means there is a higher probability that I am not happy about it. Okay, great. Uh, Violet, anything you want to add? I don't trust recorded communication. You never know what the government will do with it. I'll just say congratulations the next time I see everyone. Okay, then. Uh, Cheers, y'all. Happiness is pretty popular, I guess. Everyone's always trying to be happy, so I don't really want to be happy. But I am, and it's fine, I guess. 
Once I ironically went to a Katy Perry concert, but ended up having a great time, especially the finale where she peeled off all her skin and proclaimed that beauty is right here. And then she pulled out her own heart and swatted it like a beach ball toward her backup dancers. But then I found out James Blake used to do the same thing at his shows, so... Anyway, what I'm trying to say is... This is... Nice. Or whatever. You're nice. Good job attempting to be happy. Yeah, I agree with Michelle. I tried to be happy once when I was 13, just to prove a point. I only made it a couple of weeks, and I gave up when I found out that other people were copying me. I'm happy now. Happy I'm here. Also, I'm not mad anymore. No one asked, Maureen. Jeez. That's not true, though. I asked. I asked myself, Maureen, are you still angry? And then I answered that question out loud just now. Anyway, we're cool, okay? Ugh, did you just say cool? No. Hello. I am Maggie Pennebaker, and this is my husband, Donald Pennebaker. If you'd like a joke at the start of this toast, press 1. <laughs> That's just some telephone menu humor. Now, most of you have probably spoken to us at some point or another when you've called any of your local services and gone through our telephone tree. But today isn't about us. It's about a celebration of love. Here's to you. Here's to love. Here's to our town in which love happens. All of your electric bills are due immediately. Failure to pay might result in a meteor strike. Have a great party, everyone. Hi, all you beautiful, happy people. Unfortunately, I couldn't be there because I was told that if I try to enter Night Vale, you will all attack me. And while that is very welcoming, I'm just too busy in Desert Bluffs too. But I'm sending this tape to congratulate you. Congratulations! Oh, for those that don't know me, I'm Kevin. And I'm Lauren. Oh, yes. Lauren Mallard is here, too. Remember her? Well, most of you might remember me as your boss when StrexCorp owned your little town. I've spent the last couple of years dry-lipped and starving and <laughs> wandering an endless looping desert otherworld before stumbling here on this town that is just like the town I once lived in. And we are tickled to have you here, Lauren. Especially once I explain to you that I'm in charge now. Not StrexCorp. I'm in charge. <laughs> and happy to do it. Yes, yes. It took some, um, explaining. But I do understand that now. Well, we won't take up any more of your time. I know that your hearts must be Bursting with joy right now. And nothing makes us happier than bursting hearts. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> no, there you go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we just wanted to send you this video of us smiling. Yes, Night Vale, watch us smile. What are they doing? I've never seen a living thing do that. Turn that off. Turn that tape recorder off right 
Melanie Pennington here. I don't know who any of you are, but it seems like a good time to say, um, yay! You seem so happy. So that's good, I think. People can be happy for nefarious reasons, I suppose, so I should temper my comfort a bit. Anyway, while sitting through whatever strange ceremony we just sat through, I fixed some of the bugs in one of my first programming projects. See? Welcome to Human Joy. I am computer. I brought you a gift. The computer is printing out a picture of a gift-wrapped box. Thanks, computer. You are welcome, Melanie. I just want to add that I'm so happy for this day and so very proud of you both. It's been a real honor to help cater this event. I hope you like the cake. I made it from scratch using farm fresh cream, eggs, red snapper, and ground cumin. Thank you, person next to me. I don't remember your name. It's Earl Harlan. Melanie, we came to this together. We've been friends for years. Computer simulates happiness for humanity. Okay, shutting you down now. Hi, I'm sure most of you know me. Tamika, you're the best! <laughs> no, Basima, you're the best. Unless you mean at unarmed combat, then I'm the best. Given the occasion, I thought it might be nice to read a passage from one of my favorite books. This is Sonnet 43 from Elizabeth Barrett Browning's Sonnet from the Portuguese. How do I love thee? Let me count the ways. I love thee when thou bringest coffee in bed or suggest that we go to brunch instead. I eat French toast, but take bites of thine eggs. Like, oh dude, I love thee with so much grace and praise and poise and style and pizzazz. Each day's most quiet need and all that jazz. Love thee just as much as I love the cave. That cave in our yard from which voices sound, demanding all our smiles, tears, and breath. When the voices speak, time goes all unwound. Merciful cave, we grovel, offer flesh. We will enter the cave, crawl underground. I shall but love thee better after death. A famous love poem, but for good reason. May you never forget that at the heart of any strong relationship, there is a cave. A cave you will both someday crawl into and never be heard from again. Cheers! Cheers! It is such a big day. As mayor, I declare that today is a big day. I always knew today would come. Just look at any calendar and you can see every single day that will come. They're all laid out right there. For a long time, I thought I wouldn't get to see today in person, but here I am. Our time and our place matching here within the simple geometry of a monthly planner. The city council sends their regards as well. Before I left, they glowered and glowed, and I could hear a soft growl. Not the growl of madness or of being mad. It was the kind of growl you hear from rainwater drains along the curbs late at night. A sweet, caring growl. Also, our director of emergency press conferences, Pamela, came too. She wanted to wish you the best. Yes, thank you, Mayor Cardinal. People of Night Vale, people below Night Vale, and all of the people prepositionally existing somewhere. I am here to tell you that the planets are all wrong. 
I have spent weeks staring into the sky and I can tell you, the planets are all wrong. Misaligned, sure, but more than that, they are so small. Planets should not be that small. Thank you for listening. Be safe, Night Vale. What Pamela means is, congratulations. I refuse to congratulate anything that is not the right size. Oh, sorry everyone, I'm being told we need to move this inside because of, well, you know, the weather. It may go out of tune, and it may end all too soon, but I wrote you a second song eventually, eventually. Still kids when we met, we're not kids anymore. We've set sail for time's distant shore. I'm not afraid of aging, not with you by my side. Life ain't long, but it is wide So it may have a couple faults But I wrote you this little waltz Yes, I wrote you a second song eventually And it still could fall apart But at least it had a start Cause I wrote you a second song eventually Eventually Travel so much that Nowhere feels like home Except the home that we've made in our bones And you know that I know That we know the way Go hand in hand into each day And from our bed without lifting our heads La da 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 Mountains and stars, drifting snow, no cars. La da 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 da. La da 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 da. I don't know what is next, but I know what is now. Taking all joy life allows. Took six years to write this, but just say the word. Tomorrow I'll write you a third It may come out all wrong And it may not be too long But I wrote you a second song eventually It may go out of tune And it's gonna end really soon But I wrote you a second song eventually Eventually I don't have song enough to say Changed my life in every way, but I wrote you a second song eventually. Eventually. Yeah, sure, whatever. I have nearly infinite powers, so it's pretty basic helping you to a mic. No need to brag. 
Okay, well, Cecil, I remember when you finally grew old enough to join the bowling team. Who's this kid think he is, we all thought. And you have to be honest with yourself, you weren't that good at the time. But you were friendly and entertaining to talk to. Sometimes it's more important to have delightful people around you than it is to succeed at some arbitrary goal you've given yourself. That's one of the many things I've learned on my way from little Josie Ortiz to old woman Josie. And speaking of delightful people, Carlos, you might not have noticed, but we're suspicious of newcomers around here. We tend to point and shout, interloper! But you understood that people are just silly about change, and the older we get, the sillier about change we get. Carlos, you are a delightful person. I don't know how much longer I have. I guess none of us do, except those of us who peaked at our death date in the Hall of Public Records. But I lived long enough to see you two on this day. I surrounded myself with delightful people. You can't hope for a better life than that. Erica, help me down from here. They're tired of listening to an old woman talk. They all want to eat cake. Erica! Yeah, okay, I'm coming. Whatever. I'm gonna get emotional, but I'll try to hold it together. You know, Cecil and I first met at one of these things. Seems like we should have met earlier than that. I had dated his sister for a while, but Cecil is busy. He, he serves his community. He really gives himself to his community. Who do you live for, you know? Who do you give yourself to? Those are questions we should all be asking ourselves. There are many questions we should all be asking ourselves. Question everything, I guess, would be my main advice. Oh, the sheriff is making throat-cutting gestures to me, indicating I should stop talking about that. And also to threaten that they'll cut my throat if I keep going. Sorry, Sam! And Carlos. Unlike most of us, you don't tell yourself a story of what you want the world to be. You wait for the world to tell you what it is, and then you take it as it reveals itself to you. What a rare and precious gift. When I met you, I could tell you saw me for me, not for any stories you'd been told about me. I love you, Carlos. And I love you, Cecil. We don't always see eye to eye, but more and more, we have stood shoulder to shoulder, members of the same family. I'm getting teary-eyed. <laughs> I said I would. <sighs> to Cecil and Carlos, I'm proud to be able to call you family. I said once that a home is just a grouping of objects connected by a shared personal experience of time, which was just a fancy way of really just asking you to move in with me. <laughs> and, um, and it worked. But I wasn't wrong. And I know now that a relationship is just a grouping of moments connected by that same shared personal experience of time. What it means to make a life together is to take the experience of two different lives and choose to interpret them as a single shared narrative. So in other words, changing the story about you, or, or the story about me, into a story about us. Do you remember before the throat surgery when I sounded like this? Science is neat. Well, science is neat, and I still believe that. But I know now that a lot of things are neat. 
having a quiet breakfast with another person is neat. Calling someone over to experience a particularly noisy sunset is neat. Uh, this town is neat. Night Vale is neat. Love is neat. Love is, is very neat, actually. And, um, and you are neat. That first night when we sat on the trunk of my car and looked at the lights above the Arby's, when we got up to leave, I looked at you, and I tried to think of how to say everything I was feeling, but I've never really been good at describing feelings. I'm only good at describing facts. And love, love isn't a fact, you know? Love, it's, it's a hunch at first, and then later it's a series of decisions, a lifetime of decisions. That's love. And I didn't, I didn't know how to express that. And so I just said, I'm glad I decided to call you. And now, um, tonight, I say I'm glad again for this decision and all the decisions that will come every day after. Which is to say, uh, scientifically speaking, of course, speaking from the point of view of mere facts and logic and, you know, with the science and all, I just thought that it was time for us to make a life together. I guess it's my turn now. Um, <laughs> it's funny, I, I, I make my living speaking to you all and now I'm up here and I don't quite know what to say. <clears throat> In the last few years, we have experienced truly terrifying things and wonderful things. We have lost our town and regained our town. We have met new people. We have met incredible new people. I don't have to tell you that Carlos has perfect hair and teeth like a military cemetery. You have eyes, most of you. Sorry, faceless old woman. I, I don't need to tell you that his voice is oaky or that his enthusiasm about science is inspiring and also deeply erotic. So instead, I will tell you this. It hasn't always been an easy few years, but through it all, just, just knowing that Carlos was there, that no matter what else happened, we would come back to each other, holding hands like two kids flirting on a first date, that's what kept me believing in this town. My love for Nightvale and my love for Carlos are the same love. It is the love of someone who has given their life completely to something beyond themselves. I once described Nightvale as a friendly desert community where the sun is hot, the moon is beautiful, and mysterious lights pass overhead while we all pretend to sleep. And it still is. I know nowhere friendlier. I know nowhere hotter. The moon is still beautiful. Mysterious lights still pass overhead. And Carlos? I can't wait for every night I get to pretend to sleep next to you. Um, whew, that's it for the party. Uh, thanks to everyone who came and all the kind things you said. Stay tuned next for a drunk, newly married couple 
Long after the well-wishers have left, piling up bags of garbage and stacking chairs in a rented banquet hall because they want to get their deposit back. Good night. Oh, yes. Thanks, Lacey. And good night, Night Vale, and every person who can hear my voice. Good night. In the climate-ravaged year of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven, a geo-engineered paradise that protects fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. Demetria Lopez heads up Pura's public relations, tirelessly promoting the city's idyllic image, but when she stumbles upon a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she is willing to protect. Binge all episodes of The Last City, ad-free right now on Wondery Plus. Welcome to Night Vale is a production of Night Vale Presents. It is written by Joseph Fink and Jeffrey Craner and produced by Joseph Fink. The voice of Night Vale is Cecil Baldwin. The voices you heard today were James Urbaniak, Mara Wilson, Annie Savage, Mark Gagliardi, Emma Franklin, Meg Bashwinner, who also has been saying these credits to you for 100 episodes or so. It's me, hi. Jackson Public, Kate Jones, Maureen Johnson, Erica Livingston, Christopher Lore, Kevin R. Free, Lauren Sharp, Felicia Day, Molly Quinn, Fred, the OS computer voice, Will Wheaton, Symphony Sanders, Allie Chan, Jessica Nicole, Desiree Birch, Mark Evan Jackson, Retta, Hal Lublin, Dylan Marin, Jeffrey Craner, and Flor Deliz Perez. Original music by Disparition. All of it can be found at disparition.info or at disparition.bandcamp.com. This episode's weather was Second Song by Joseph Fink. You can download it and his weather songs from the first year of Night Vale at josephfink.bandcamp.com. Comments, questions, email us at info at welcometonightvale.com or follow us on Twitter at Night vale Radio or come up with as many dog names as possible. Check out welcometonightvale.com for more information on this show, as well as to see what's new with us and check in. And while you're there, consider clicking the donate link. Let's make another 100 episodes. Today's proverb. It's always darkest before the dawn. We are often reassured by people who are totally wrong about how the sun works. Hi, I'm Jeffrey Craner, and I wanted to tell you about one of my other podcasts, Random Number Generator Horror Podcast Number 9. So the thing is, my friend Cecil Baldwin, the voice of Night Vale, loves horror movies, and he's helping make the genre more approachable for me, and hopefully for you too, one film at a time, in a random order. Are you squeamish about horror movies? Look, I get it, and no worries. Just listen in, and we'll tell you everything that happens. But do you love horror movies? Well, that's great too. Watch along with us each week. We've got nearly 200 episodes covering everything from The Shining to Leprechaun 4 in Space. I'm serious, we go in a random order. So check out Random Horror 9 wherever you get podcasts. From P-